in the life is, is what we're looking at this morning. And, and uh, in, the, in Star Wars, they have this uh, new series that spun off a couple of years ago called The Mandalorian. And in The Mandalorian, I'm looking for Nate. Where's Nate? Oh, he left. Okay. I don't know. All the Star Wars fans left. <laughs> but in The Mandalorian, uh, this, this way, they, this, these people, they say all the time, this is the way. And I have a picture of it, I think. This is the way. And, and so the, their way of, of doing things, their way of what they believe, they always say, this is the way. This is the way. And I thought that was really cool because as Christians, we follow Jesus. And that is the only way we're going to find out today in, in John 14, that Jesus is the only way to the Father. This is the way. And we've been going through a, leading up to Easter in a few weeks, we've been going through the Gospel of John, looking at the different I am statements that Jesus made about himself. And so, so far we've gone through a few of these. Um, just to refresh your memory, and Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And we looked at how um, while bread sustains life, the bread of life sustains forever. So we will never be hungry and thirsty when we are seeking after Him and, and being satisfied in Jesus. And then in John 8, He said that I am the light of the world. And we, we said here that when we fully experience Jesus' light, when we fully embrace that Jesus is light and He's bringing the light to the world, light to us, then He's going to shine through us. We're going to let His light shine into a dark world. And His, and his light is going to light up the world through us. And then we, we uh, looked then in, last week we, we kind of went through two of them. But the main one was in John 10 was, I am the good shepherd. Now we also saw kind of in there that Jesus said, I am the gate for the sheep. But overall he's saying, I am the, the good shepherd. I'm the one that's taking care of my flock. But I'm also the gate, the way, of, the, the way that people are, are coming in. And similar, we're going to look at today, I'm the way. So we saw last week that it, the, the good shepherd takes good care of his sheep. And we saw that if you are the good shepherd's sheep, you know the good shepherd's voice. And you know the good shepherd's presence. And that you know the good shepherd's sacrifice. So if you are in the flock of the good shepherd, if you are a sheep of the good shepherd, that we need to know his voice. We need to experience his presence. And we need to be understanding fully the sacrifice that he gave up his life for us. And so as we look at that, that that's brings us to the next statement, and that's in, in John 14. So I want to encourage you guys to open your Bibles today. And we're actually going to start before John 14, the last few verses of John 13. So I encourage you to open your Bibles uh, in person or on your app, or you can follow along on the screens. But we're going to be in John 13. In the last, last part of John 13, starting in, in verse 33. Now, the context here we need to understand is that this is right after, or during still, the, the Last Supper. Jesus and his disciples, they've celebrated Passover together. This is the night before he is crucified. And they celebrate Passover together, 
that Jesus says that one of the disciples is going to betray him, and then Judas leaves. Okay, so now he's talking to the 11 disciples minus Judas. And he says in verse 33, he said, My children, I will be with you only a little bit longer. I mean, really, only a little bit longer because he's about to be arrested and be tried and, and go to the cross. And he says, So you will look for me, and just as I told you, or I told the Jews, so I will tell you, where I am going, you cannot come. I've told people, and now, now you need to know, I'm about to leave, he says, and where I'm going, you can't come. Verse 34, he says, so this is kind of what's really important to Jesus. I'm leaving, but here's what you really, really re- need to remember. He says, a new command I give you, love one another as you have loved, as I have loved you, so you must love one another by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now, this isn't just a random place that he's saying this. Jesus is just talking about he's leaving and stuff. But he's really wanting his disciples to know when I'm gone, when I'm not physically with you, the way that people are going to know that you are mine is the way you love. The way you love each other. And, And so then Simon Peter asked this question. He's not, somehow he, he's, not, he's not thinking about what Jesus just said about love. He's, he's more focused on, wait, where are you going? Lord, where are you going? We, we want to know where you're going. We, we don't want you to leave us. We don't want you, I mean, this is great. You're with us. We're learning from you. Jesus replied, where I am going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. And Peter wasn't satisfied with this answer. He doesn't want later. He wants now. I want to be with you now. He says, Peter said in verse 37, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I want to be with you now. I like now. I don't like to wait for later. I'm like that too a lot. There's a candy called now and later, and I just don't know why people would like to wait till later. Like, if the candy's there, I mean, it's not really good candy, but... It's maybe that's why you say eat it later because maybe it'll be better then. But a Snickers, like I said a few weeks ago, a Snickers eat those right away. <laughs> but but Peter's wondering why can't I follow you now? This has been good. I like following you. I'm 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 fitting in. I'm doing well. And he says, you know what? Peter is saying, I'm so committed to you, Lord. He says, I will lay down my life for you. I'm going to die for you. I'm so committed to whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do. And Jesus says, will you really lay down your life for me? Very truly, I tell you, before the rooster crows, before tomorrow morning, you will disown me three times. Ouch. Tonight, even though you want to be with me now and follow me to the death, to to anything, and be showing that you are all about me, Jesus says, you're going to deny me tonight, three times. So as we see this, this is bringing us, this is bringing us up to 
John 14. This is the, this is the last few verses of John 13. And our, and our point for this, this section is, well, how do we live? We live the way of love. And so our point, to, the first point this morning is, because Jesus is the way, his followers are called to live in his way of love. And when I was studying these, these verses, I kept looking at, like, okay, well, this is about where is Jesus going and preparing a place. And this is about how do we get there. And all. But then there's, it seemed kind of random that, that, that Jesus was just, he said, I'm leaving and then I want you to know about love. Well, we already, the disciples already knew all about love. If you're a Christian, you know that Jesus' way is the way of love. But Jesus wants all of us to know that we are to live in his way. And his way is a life of love. You know, we, a couple weeks ago we saw the movie Sabina here on a Wednesday night. And, and without giving away too much of the movie for those that hadn't seen it, uh, it's going to be in the library soon. But, uh, and I encourage people to watch it. But this, this woman in World War II era in the 1940s, she loved her enemies. She loved her enemies. And this is just like when, when, we, when we were watching this movie, the first time I just couldn't believe that like she showed love. I mean, I, we know Jesus says love your enemies, but she chose to live in Jesus' way. And are we choosing to live in Jesus' way of love? Are we living the way of love or are we just talking about love? Are we, are we showing sacrificial love like Jesus did? As, his, as he told his followers, when I'm gone, people are going to know you because of the way you love. So are we living in the way of love? Are we living the way of Jesus? Now, I saw a quote that said, that it was from the uh, Net Bible, and, and the study Bible said, the way of Jesus has for its followers, and it can't be duplicated for them, because in one sense, his love affects the, the salvation. Because Jesus laid down his life for people. It's an act of love that gives life to people. By Jesus dying, he gives life. So in that sense, they, we can't do that. We can't literally provide salvation for people, right? Now, but we are to re- follow his example, his, his way of love. Um, we are to follow this sacrificial service of love to one another, and even to death if necessary, the Net Bible says. So we can follow Jesus' example by showing the way of love. You know, sometimes we think about love, and we think of, or we think about, I've, I've heard people say, well, Jesus, the, way of, the way of life, the way to heaven is through Jesus. And that's good. But sometimes we hear about how Jesus is the ticket to heaven, which is true. It, Jesus is our ticket to heaven, but we don't want to just have a ticket 
And then when we die, we find the ticket and go to heaven. Jesus is offering us life. He's not just saying, come to me, pray a prayer, and then when you die, you'll be good. You know, when we were driving on our spring break trip a few weeks ago, if if we would have just said, all right, we're going to... We're going to Florida, and when we get there, we'll have fun. And then we didn't talk at all in the car. We didn't have relationship in the car. We didn't do anything. We just were waiting only for the destination of Florida. That doesn't seem very good, because that was a long drive. (laughs) It's a long drive. And, And so it's not just about the destination of heaven. It's not just about the destination. It's about the relationship, and it's about living for Jesus now. It's about having conversations in the car. It's about talking about how are we living in the way of love? How are we living it out in our daily basis, on a regular basis? You know, Jesus said that in, in the, near the end of the Sermon on the Mount, he said in Matthew 7, enter through the narrow gate for the for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. So Jesus warns us that many people are on the road to destruction, but only few go through him and find life and eternal life. And, and so as As believers, if you love Jesus, let's not just wait until we die to to enjoy heaven, to enjoy the the benefits of being a Christian, to to enjoy the relationship. Let's enjoy the relationship with Jesus now. Let's, Let's be doing what he wants us to do. Let's be living the way of love because his followers, Jesus' followers, that includes you and I if we are a follower of Jesus Christ, we are called to live in the way of love. The way of Jesus' love. Now this sets up for, for John 14, the very first verse. So let's keep reading in John. Where then the disciples, you can imagine, they're, they're worried. Even if Peter, the brave, Peter, the, the one that says, that, that does the courageous things, he's... He walks out, he steps out of the boat. He walks on water. He's the one that's always doing the bold things. And if Peter is the one that's not even going to follow Jesus to the end, if he's going to deny Jesus, man, I wonder what the other disciples were thinking. And it, and it says on, in, in my Bible, in chapter 14, it says Jesus comforts his disciples. Well, why do you, why do you think they need to be comforted? Because they were worried. They were, wow, if Peter can't even live for you, how am I going to live for you? And Jesus says in the first verse here, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Ever since you were a kid, he he knows these guys. Ever since they were young, they believed in Yahweh. They believed in God the Father. They were waiting for a Messiah to come. Jesus is saying, don't be worried because I am God. I am the one you've been waiting for. So don't worry about all the details of where I'm going and what's happening, but but be full, but but have hope and life that you believe me. You believe me as the truth. 
And so our second point today is that because Jesus is the truth, Jesus' followers are comforted by his words. When, when Jesus, because Jesus is true, because Jesus doesn't lie, his words are life. His words comfort us. They give us hope. They show us who Jesus is. They show us the Father. Many times in the, in the Gospel of John, Jesus is talking about how people want to see the Father. They want to know the Father. But Jesus is the Son. And the Son and the Father and the Spirit are one. And so, if we know His words are true, we believe His words are true, it comforts us. And I heard, I heard this week that someone was fired because of a lie they told. Because when you, when you tell a lie... What other lies are you telling? We, you can't be trusted when you, when you lie. But with Jesus, we know that he never lies. And so his words bring life and they bring comfort to us. So I encourage you to be opening your Bible on a regular basis. Not as a, oh, I need to open my Bible or then I'm not a good Christian or something like that. But we open the Bible so that we know about Jesus' heart. We know about, about our sin problem, about humanity, and, and, and how we are, have gone away from the Father. And how only in Jesus we can be saved. And by His Spirit, we can understand what He wants us to do. And we can follow him and so we need to be in the word not just to be comforted by his words but we need to be in the word of god and so if you are if you don't know where to read or what to read talk to me talk to one of the elders talk to somebody sitting next to you or or your neighbor talk to somebody maybe you can read together maybe there, you can join a bible study you can join some way that you can be getting on a regular basis, the Word of God to you. The truth of God. And so we can see that Jesus is the truth. And Jesus' words bring comfort. Because we can trust Jesus. We can trust what He says. Jesus says to the disciples, you believe in God, you believe in the Father, believe also in Me. Because we are one. And then Jesus continues in, in verse 2 of, of John 14. Jesus then describes where he's going. He says, My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me, that you also may be where I am. Jesus is saying, I'm going. Remember, remember a few verses ago, he said, I'm leaving. I'm about to go. We guys got distracted about some other things. But remember, don't, don't be worried. I'm, you believe in God, believe in me. 
and I'm going to the Father, and I'm going to go prepare a place for you. He's, he's trying to give hope to his followers. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And guess what? I don't want, I won't want to be there without you. I want you to be with me, he says. He said, I'm going to, in verse 3, that I'm going to come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. Jesus wants to be with us. He wants his, his followers where he is. Jesus loves us. The Bible tells me so. I don't know if you've heard that. But then Jesus in verse 4 says, you know the way to the place where I'm going. Interesting. He says, you know the way to the place where I'm going. I'm going to my father's house. I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to go and bring you back with me so you can be with me. And guess what? You know the way to the place where I'm going. Wait a minute. The way? The way? How do we know the way? That's a good question because Thomas asks it. <laughs> he says, in, in, verse, in verse 5, he says, Lord, how do we know where you're going? And how do we know the way? And we'll answer that in a moment. But our third point today is because of Jesus, because Jesus is the life, his followers are filled with hope for eternal life. Because Jesus is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, now we see that his followers are filled with hope because they know that they're going to be with Jesus for eternity. Jesus says he's going to come back and so we can be with him. He's talking about eternally being with the Father. Being there. And, and so there was a quote about hope that I wanted to read. Uh, that, and it says, uh, by Ryan Paulson, a pastor in California, he says, Faith is the conviction that God is who He says He is and will do what He said He'll do. And hope is being convinced of a future, of a future good because of the character of God. Because we know that God is good. And we know that God has a future planned out. We know that we can have hope. The hope of eternal life that Jesus is talking about. He's going to prepare a place for his followers to be. But he doesn't want the place, he doesn't want us just to be thinking about the future all the time that we're not thinking about the present. He doesn't want us just to think, well, when is he coming? When is he coming? He does want us to, to be prepared for when Jesus comes back. But he also wants to give us hope, not just for eternal life, but for abundant life. Because in the, in the last message, when we saw about Jesus is the good shepherd, Jesus said that in John 10, that I have come to give you life and life to the full or abundant life. Jesus wants us to prosper. He wants us to live. He wants us not just to be like waiting for the day of his return. He wants us to be thriving. He wants us to be lighting up the world and showing people him. And so Jesus is the life. And yes, we have hope in him 
but we have hope to live now. Not just for eternity. We have hope to live now. So, so Thomas is asking this question in verse 5. He's saying, how do we know where to go? How do we know? Because Jesus, you just said, we know where to go. You're going to leave and, and, and we know how to go. But we don't know. <laughs> Thomas is like, you said we know. Maybe the other guys know, but I don't know. So can you tell me? Because I want to make sure I'm, I'm going the right way. I want to make sure I'm going to you. And so this sets up where Jesus declares in John 14, 6, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. And Jesus says that no one comes to the Father except through me. When other people tell you in your life that there's different ways to get to God, Jesus is a good guy, Jesus might have some good things, but there's lots of ways to get to God, or maybe there's other ways to get to God. You point to this verse and say, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one can go to God in a different way. No one is going to bypass Jesus and get to God. So when people say, yeah, everybody, as long as you do more good than bad, as long as you, you weren't doing a lot of, you know, you didn't have any major problems on earth, you lived a good life, you'll, you'll be in heaven. No, that's false. The only way to be with the Father in heaven is through the Son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus said near the end of the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 7, he said, people are going to come to me and say, Lord, Lord, we did these things in your name. And Jesus says, I don't know you. Because Jesus wants to have a relationship with each of us. He wants, it's not just about a destination. All right, we're getting to heaven. No, it's about the whole way. It's about having a relationship where we trust Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins and we live for him. We, Jesus has extended his grace to us. And we are thankful and we live out of gratitude for Jesus' offer, uh, his, his gift of And so we know that the only way to be with Jesus, the only way to be with the Father, with the Spirit in heaven, is through Jesus the Son. And this is a good verse to memorize. <laughs> really good. Especially if you, not that you're trying to win debates or anything at work or at school, but wherever you are, when people say things like that, you know the truth. The truth is the only way that you're going to be in eternal paradise with Jesus Christ is by knowing him now. It's not some other way to get to, to the heaven. And in fact, if someone says, well, I want, to be in, I want to be in that heaven, it doesn't matter about Jesus, it doesn't matter about God, I'm just, I want to be in heaven. Well, that place is not heaven. If, when, we die, when we die and we don't know Jesus, the absence of Jesus, the absence of, of God, the Father, the Spirit, the Son, that place is called hell. And I know there's lots of different you know, in the Bible, it's about lake of fire and about the devil and all this stuff. And, that, and Yes, but the main thing about hell is it's the absence 
of Jesus. And wherever the absence of God is, is not a place that we want to be. So let's be where Jesus is. Let's do what he wants us to do. Let's live according to his will, not out of guilt, not out of, oh, because we should. No, because we want to live an abundant life, thriving in a relationship with Jesus. In the last verse here, in John 14, 7, Jesus said, if you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you will know him and have seen him. So guys, he's saying, you keep talking about the Father, but Jesus is saying, you've seen me. You know me, so you know the Father as well. And so let's live in a way that is evident that we've seen Jesus and we know Jesus and we love Jesus. We trust Jesus. We know that he is the way. We know that he is the truth. We know that he is the life that that we can live for him. Our main idea today is that the way of Jesus is the only way to abundant life. The way of Jesus, remember, is the way of love, and he is the truth, and he is the life. But it's his way is the only way to not just eternal life, but to abundant life. Abundant life isn't just in heaven later, it's now. The way of Jesus is the way of life. The way of abundant life, the way of eternal life. You know, Christians used to be called, before Christians were called Christians, they were called the way. And it was, it was I think, meant to be a kind of an insult. They are the way. They're, they're, doing, they're going a different way. Well, just like in the Mandalorian of Star Wars, they can't show their face as, a, as they have to have a helmet on. They're always protecting their self. And this is the way, they say. Well, the way of Jesus is that it's not about our face, it's about his face. That we show people Jesus. The way of Jesus is life, it's abundant life, and we show people him. We're to bring glory to Jesus. The, the church that I interned with in, in Colorado, the, the, their mission statement. I really liked, and it goes along with this. It says that they are about living in the way of Jesus with the heart of Jesus. They're living the way of Jesus. That's our mission, is we're to live in the way of Jesus. The way of Jesus is love. And not just living in that direction, but with his heart as well. In 1 John verse. 1 John 5, right near the end of this letter, the John, the gospel of the, the apostle, he says in verse 20, and he's encapsulating all three of these, the way, the truth, the life. 1 John 5.20 says, We know also that the Son of God, that's Jesus, has come and has given us understanding. So he's come, he's giving us, he's giving us truth, so that we may know him who is true. So we know that Jesus is 
the truth. And we are in Him who is true by being in His Son, Jesus Christ. So if we are in Jesus, if we are in the truth, then we know that we believe the truth of Jesus. That He is the true God and has eternal life. That Jesus is the way to the Father. And that Jesus is the truth that we can believe and we have our hope in. And that Jesus is the life. And that life is about having abundant life. Not just for eternity, but all along the way. I encourage you to, in the bottom of your handout, your sermon handout, it asks the question. I encourage you just to take a moment and think about this. What is one way that I am practicing living in the way of Jesus. And maybe if if nothing comes to your mind or you're having a hard time, then make this a prayer. Lord, how can I live in your way? So take a moment. Jesus, thank you that you are the only way to the Father. Thank you that you offer yourself. You offer life to us. And so, Jesus, we thank you that you show us the way, your way. You've called us to live in your way. And that is the way of love. Not just love that we can muster up, but your love. Your radical love. Jesus, I I thank you that you are the truth, that we can believe your words, that we know what you say is true, and we don't ever have to worry that maybe you're not telling the truth. Thank you that you are true, and that your words are true, and we can trust you and have, have hope in you. And we also thank you, Lord, that you are the life, that you have given us that have chosen to walk in a relationship with you, have chosen to give us an abundant life, life to the full, life maxed out, life the way you want us to live, not the way of this world. So Jesus, I pray that you would show us how we can be following you in your way of love and trusting and believing your truth. And clinging to you is the only way of life. We pray that we would show other people this. And that people won't see us, but they would see you.
And we pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. We have a response video that you can stand or sit or uh, enjoy.